0: All right. Hi, everybody. How's it going? I am very, very happy. Not not only have you been watching some pretty fun hockey there lately, today we have two amazing guests that will join us. And don't worry, my my gigantic Irish head will be a lot smaller in just one moment. But uh, we're joined by two of my favorite people, two fantastic people. And when I say this, uh, I really mean it because I, I, I tend to gravitate towards good people and these are some fantastic people. So we'll be joined in just a moment by Lori Bennett, who one of the smartest analysts out there, if you haven't had a chance to see her, get on Twitter before it dies. They might be going away tonight and uh, follow her on there is Lori Bennett. Uh, we'll all get that in the chat in just one moment. And also, we have Amanda Suzuki, or I like to say Mama Suzuki, who uh, uh, graced this earth with uh, the greatest gift Habs fans could have asked for, Captain Nick Suzuki. So, Nick's mom will be joining us in just one moment. Also... If you have any questions, throw them in the chat. You all know me. I love to be interactive. I love to have fun with all of you. So you're as big of a part of the show as the guests are and as we are. So we're going to go ahead and get those questions rolling. If you have a question for Lori, you have a question for Amanda, make sure to uh, put it in the chat. We're going to get to them in just one moment. But now a word from our sponsors. Wanna bet? You can do it at Sports Interaction Canada Sportsbook. NFL's in full swing. The World Cup is coming up. That's going to be fun to watch. Canada's in it. Hey, pretty hyped. And the hockey season, as you know, is well underway. And we know it's underway because Nick Suzuki keeps scoring every game. So uh, you can bet pregame, live in play. And there's also a ton of prop bets. Make sure to uh, check out. There's a Cole Caulfield prop bet right now. Is he going to outscore Austin Matthews this year? we don't know. It's made for Canadians by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. Ontario only, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. All right, we're going to bring in our guests in just one second here because not only do I have to warn you, those that know me, or, oh, where are our guests? Yeah, they should be right there. Oh no, I might I might have made. I can hear you guys. Oh, Laurie, can you hear me? I can hear you. Amanda, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, well that's great because I can't see you, but I'm gonna go check right now check our actual video to see if uh they can <laughs> see you. Those that know me. Or, oh, where? Are we, where again? Okay, no. So they can't this see us. So right here's now. what we're gonna do. Andrew's gonna text me in the oh, meantime. I might, I might have made. I can hear you guys. Oh, Laurie, can you hear me? All right. Andrew's gonna. I'm watching the video me? right now, Amanda, and Andrew's going me? to uh, text yeah, me and I tell can... me exactly what's wrong. But in the meantime, uh, I, I just want to point out, Amanda. They can't see your beautiful smile right now. Actually, there, there there must be something off here. I'm gonna get you talking in just one moment. However, um, what's it like as Nick's mom? I know you're passionate to see. Your son makes such an impact in the NHL. Like you go back to years ago, driving around to all these tournaments. What's it like to know that he's made it to probably the the craziest hockey market in the country and that he's inspiring so many fans? It must be pretty fun to watch as a mom, right? Oh,
1: absolutely. It's years and years of driving up and down the 401, cross borders, cross countries, um, you know watching your kid play his favorite sport and doing well and being recognized as one of the you know one of the top hockey players now in the nhl so and now being named captain is just a tremendous achievement for him yeah uh, who would have known like my little my little nicholas would be sitting here now being captain of you know, the Montreal
0: Canadiens. Well, exactly. And that's pretty pretty, uh, intense as it is now. I I have a question for you in the sense that uh, you know that there's a lot of comments. Uh, And by the way, for those that are just joining us, I'm incompetent and I couldn't figure out how to get the Zoom to run through this. So I can see them in my Zoom meeting. I see their beautiful smiles. You can't see them. We'll get that fixed in just one moment. Or or we won't. And you can just imagine their beautiful smiles. But um, so, oh, Andrew's on the case. Perfect. We got it. Um, Lori, you've been watching the Canadians for quite a while. What do you think the impact? What why does Nick Suzuki just change the complete, you know, makeup of this team? Like, what, what does he bring to the ice that other players haven't been able to do? And and are you impressed that he's taken all this it's so much pressure so much pressure as you know captain the the richest contract in team history for a forward youngest captain in team history um what what makes nick suzuki tick in the sense that he can do all this and look good doing it
2: well i'm guessing his mother will know but i'm guessing uh but what i see of of nick what what stands out for me about nick and stands out for me about a couple of other guys is uh but nick nick was the start of it for perhaps in this, in this window. Um, he has, he knows who he is. He's a confident guy and he walks that perfect line of uh, confident without being an ass, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Like without being too cocky, without being ridiculous, he knows who he is. He knows what he can do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's, he's, he's just living in it. Uh, and you see the same thing with, with Caulfield, Uh, I think we'll eventually see the same thing with, uh, with Slavkovsky. I think, I think price had it in a quieter way, yeah. uh, but I think that's the thing you see. And in, in, uh, in Nick Suzuki, it's just that, that, you know, certainty of who he is. And when he decides he's going to go and do what he's going to do, it just happens. And it's, it's a lot of fun to watch. It's um, the confidence, the, the, the certainty uh, just, just knowing who he is. It's, it's, that's that's the exciting thing about Nick Suzuki.
0: But he's, Amanda, he's always been that kind of stoic. You were telling me when he was younger, it was between him and Ryan. Ryan was the guy that was teasing him, that was poking fun, that was throwing the turkey at Thanksgiving. But Nick's always been that calm, stoic presence, right?
1: Always. Always. He's always been a calm, collected kid. Not really emotional. Nothing kind of phases him. He just goes with the flow. Okay. And he's always, he's just always been that way.
0: And now he takes a little bit from you, but he also takes from Rob, right? And, the, and the, that's where the stoic part comes from, right?
1: I think he... Hey, think by he the way, we're, we have video Mark now.
0: We have video oh, now.
1: We're video, good. Kind of- <laughs> there you go. We still don't see you, but... As long as you see us, I guess that's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It works. So so how was that dynamic with uh, you and Rob? Obviously, um, you know, Nick was always that kind of kid. But when did he become sort of that silent leader, that stoic leader? Was that from a young, young age?
1: I think it started, you know, when he was probably like younger, you know, in his 12, 13. Mm-hmm. I think he, I think... Um, no, it could have been. it's much younger younger than that. He was the captain of his little uh, West London Hawks team. I think it must have been about eight years old, and I think it started that that you could see that he was the quiet, confident leader that he is today, and that was the beginning. Of the coaches saw something in him mm-hmm. and promoted him to the captain of the team that year, and I think, and he took that responsibility very seriously.
0: He seems to, one of the things you had mentioned at one point, Amanda, we, we, we spoke a lot. And for those that don't know, um, Amanda was amazing because during the pandemic, while I worked for the Canadians, we kind of had to pivot there. We couldn't speak to the players. So I started reaching out to family members, you know, uh, moms, wives, just to see who would be able to help us out. And there's obviously Kat Toffoli, who is amazing, which she might mm-hmm. be joining us for the next Calgary game i'm just going to throw that out there um but obviously you amanda were, were were just fantastic to us and you gave us so much of your time and i think to me that kind of goes to show why nick is so patient too he gets a lot of that from you so i just want to thank you seriously uh not just for everything your son has done but everything you've done it's been amazing and i think house fans have obviously jumped you know right into the boat and they they love you as much as they love nick so thank you <laughs> for that amanda now i want to ask you one maybe not so fun question and Laurie, I don't think you can be accused of this, but some people write mean things on the internet. How do you react when you see mean things about your son on the internet?
1: Um, it's hard not to take some of it personally, but I've learned that it's just somebody's words and I don't have to, I don't have to like them and I can just move past them if he can ignore them. So can I, so it's just somebody's opinion and we're all entitled to opinion and so you just move along you know it's just it is what it is there's always going to be naysayers out there Mm -hmm. and but i find that there's more positive than the negatives and so that's just the life of you know somebody that's in the limelight right
0: absolutely i mean like cole caulfield said at one point you know pressure is kind of a privilege in that point at that stage in your career uh not everyone can handle it but Lori, when we're talking about Nick Suzuki handling pressure, it's not just the mediatic pressure. He's the, he drives the offense, he drives the defense, the neutral zone. What, to you, has improved the most in his game since he's joined the league? Uh, you know, there, There's a lot to talk about, but in terms of pure skill, Laurie, what do you think Nick has improved upon the most?
2: Ah, oh, that's, that's a difficult one, um, I guess. You know, from the beginning, one of the things that I that I loved about him immediately, I remember in that first year in the league when he started on the fourth line, mm-hmm. one of the things that became obvious about him was uh, that he just made every line better. You know, that he, he whoever he played with, it didn't matter if he was on the fourth line with Nate Thompson. He made Nate Thompson look better than any, any other winger that played with him uh, until he worked his way up. And I, I think the thing that I'm enjoying about him this year, uh that you know has has always been present i guess but you know this year his uh he's not afraid to just do it himself that you know like i'm loving the streak down the power play thing when he's been streaking down the last couple of games when coming down the right wing uh and and taking that shot everyone knows it's going to happen and he's still going to do it (laughs) you know whips back turns back to the net and there he is ready to fire off that shot but I, i think his I think this year he's been a little bit more selfish with the puck, and I don't even like the use of that term, but it's it's the way hockey hockey folks like to talk about it. But he's not afraid to step in and just do it himself this time, this this year more. I think more than usual, um, and so I'm loving that about his game. But God, it's it's hard to find anything to crit- criticize about his game, really. Um, even if he has a game that is, you know, if he has a game that's not uh, a stellar game, uh, it it doesn't stick. Next game he will make up mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I saw something on on Twitter tonight. I didn't even notice, to be honest, when when watching Tuesday night's game. But I saw something that he didn't get a shot on net last game or something. And and it, every time that's happened, he scored the next game. So it's it's that whole, you know, uh, ability to just get on with it and not go getting stuck. And you know, I, I had a crappy night. Everyone does. Get on with it. Uh, and and uh, I, I'm loving this year seeing him take the shot more and just. Uh, taking charge of it and, and choosing
0: to do it himself. It's uh, a lot of fun to watch. His evolution, we've watched it in real time. I mean, and it's not what a lot of people didn't know, too. People were thinking he's just offensive, but Amanda, he was always trusted by his coaches. Uh, oh, and by the way, you're getting a shout-out here from, uh, they had no question, but from someone named Jackson saying, they missed seeing your family at the BW in Owen Sound. I don't know what that is, but it sounds like yeah. somewhere...
2: The best That's best Oh. Western.
0: oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Well, yeah. well, well. They're saying hi, right there. But um hi,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I miss I miss Owen Sound. I I loved going up there yeah. and hanging out at the arena and staying at the. I always stayed at the Best Western.
0: Okay, so that was your 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 hangout spot where you. Yeah. Okay, okay. They yeah, were so
1: good to all the parents of the Owen sound attack.
0: Well, and amazing. this is why I love speaking to parents, because, listen, Nick is great and all, but without the effort that you would have put forth or that you and Rob put forth, there's not much there. Um, Nick's Nick's one of those kids that's appreciative about the, the sacrifice you made in his case, right? Like, I mean, I know the answer to this, but how does he, for example, when, um, you know, that contract went down, when he got named captain, how does he approach that telling it to you? Because it's different with fans, but you're still mom and dad. So how has the relationship been since Nick? He's a man now, but you're still mom and dad forever. How has that yeah. relationship uh, grown and evolved?
1: Well, you know, he's his own person now. And, you know, we don't like to, you know, intrude on all of his time and whatnot. So we give him give him a lot of space. and mm-hmm. But he always makes time for Rob and I when we're, when we come up for visiting and you know always taking care of us and you know taking us for dinner and inviting us over and you know just including him on the normal side of his life you know like what's going on and how's the house come along and you know that normal stuff it's not always hockey stuff but you know when he became captain it was like he he facetimed us and he doesn't usually facetime me i usually facetime him so this was kind of interesting when he facetimed <laughs> us and we all got on the facetime we all connected with our devices and he told us all at the same time we got his brother on the line cool rob and i were on the line and it was it was great
0: what was his first reaction hey, listen the the first time we met amanda I said, "Hey, you know your son's going to be the captain of this of this team in a few years, right?" And and to my surprise, your reaction was like, "Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I think that's just about right." But uh w- was he expecting it? Do you do you know that like obviously he had you know, an it, idea? No.
1: We had a night. We obviously cuz we follow all the mm-hmm. you know the hockey boards and the comments and stuff. We knew it it could be a possibility, but there like I've said before is that there's probably uh, a handful of guys on that team yeah. that could take the responsibility as well. So we, ne- you know, he is only 23, and we figured he had a shot, but we didn't know for sure. Mm-hmm. But you know, we knew that he's going to be there for a long time. So we said eventually he might become captain.
0: And or, or but the youngest captain in the history of the franchise. I mean, yeah. to me, you know. It- it's amazing lori yeah. we, we we've seen this before captains not be able to handle the pressure um yeah. uh, uh, were you like i'm kind of surprised how well he's doing and it's not that i doubted nick suzuki's skill level but there's still so much more pressure there you know there's more there's more media in, in one scrum there than you see at the end of year sessions and yeah. other teams um are you surprised at how well he's handled everything and uh, on and off the ice
2: Well, I I think I was prepared for the possibility that, you know, there would be a little bit of a, you know, a a little bit of an adjustment Mm -hmm. for Nick at the beginning of the season. But I I can't say that I'm surprised. Um, Just, um, you know, the thing I talked about earlier with his confidence, I, I think there's a particular makeup that works in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And, 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 the Habs will only be successful if they have enough of that kind of makeup on the team, just because the pressure is so intense. The fans are cracked. I'm cracked. Like I'm one of the, you know, like I, I know what that's like because I've loved them since I was a kid. You know, I, I grew up watching uh, the Montreal Canadians on a Saturday night on CBC and little rural Newfoundland, yep. you know, and just, uh, and so, you know, like there, there's a kind of, of player that can take that can. Take the constant spotlight, the you know being recognized at the grocery store, the expectation that you score every night, uh, That if you have an off night, people will be tracking how many shots you had on net. And and in in most markets, people aren't really that attentive to it. You know they're they're in, they're watching the game and they're you know enjoying what's happening and disappointed if there's a loss and happy yeah. if there's a win. In Montreal, it's 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 you know a microscope seems like a. It's more like a telescope, <laughs> the, 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 the way that, uh, you know, from from everywhere, everyone's looking in at this little team mm-hmm. and it takes a certain character. And I think Nick has that character. And, um, you know, I I, I I kind of felt that from it, from the first year. Yeah, but I, I've been saying since the beginning of last year, you know, from the time that it became obvious that uh, that Weber wasn't going to be back. Just give him the seed, <laughs> you know, Just, just make it happen. It's, it was meant to be. It was meant to be. It's so obvious that this personality was built
0: for this role. Um, and you know who uh, it reminds uh, me of, Lori, and I, I. I hesitate to say the name because we're talking about a mythical. Yeah. I mean, he, obviously, I, I think like, I'm talking about Jean Beliveau, Bill, But yeah. I'll be honest, and this. I don't know if i could compliment him anymore and i'm not talking about his on ice but as a person his the the way he understands how important this is
2: uh, yeah. how,
0: how the fan interactions are important i believe he is kind of taking the torch there from jean beliveau in a certain respect and and, and again that is a very touchy subject but jean beliveau has been probably the most important person in the history of this franchise and i feel like nick has done a pretty good job you know honoring his yeah. uh, his history, and and I mean, was he your one of your favorite players? Uh, Jean Bélévaux, uh Laurie.
2: I uh, you know I, I barely remember much of his time. I mean, my my time was more, you know, the era with Lafleur and Shut, and
0: you know uh, that oh. that
2: sort of that's that was the era where the I fans was fans really are spoiled. More, eh <laughs> Spoiled, like just just so spoiled, and and. Uh, you know, I remember the intensity of those those games and so on. But even then, like players in that team that had the personalities to carry it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I heard Michael Farber interviewed a while back, and he described it as, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> he has the royal jelly. <laughs> I certainly couldn't couldn't define that the way j- that Farber does. But he was he was talking he was talking about Nick, and he said, you know, he just has that that quality that. That fits the task and um, and yeah, I mean, I, I like you know, speaking of of Beliveau is kind of like you know, it feels a little bit like sacrilege in some ways. But but uh, we've been waiting for another, right? We've been waiting Absolutely. for someone. Yeah, else and
0: there has you, to be you, a certain level of respect yeah. towards the history, and yeah. that's where Nick really, you know, he gets it. Yeah, he, that's exactly it. He gets it. it. Now we're gonna jump into uh, because there's a ton of questions for you, Amanda. Um, and we're gonna get into the next segment just one moment but they want to know and this is from uh, noel or noel? no i don't know we're gonna we're gonna go with noel i like i like that better um what uh what makes it so that nick and cole have this chemistry like obviously and i think it's off the ice too they, they click yes, so well so yep. how are they off the ice are they are they moving at the exact same pace as they do when they're when they're scoring goals or how do they act when there's no game going on
1: they're just like two teenage boys that are just having a great time just like what you see on the ice you see off the ice and there's like cole is smiling um all the time laughing joking and i think he brings nick out of his shell a little bit so it's a great uh friendship that's blossomed since uh Nicole uh since Cole got on I called them Nicole because somebody <laughs> from that other program where they put Nick and Cole it's like Nicole
0: so <laughs> I like that I like that I was thinking like Field <laughs> or something but yeah all right I, Kazuki yeah no <laughs> I like Nicole no. better so you, you you're around Cole when the cameras aren't there I heard from the players that he could be pretty pesky too. He he. I heard he's a he's a little crap disturber out there. Is have you seen that from uh, Mister Coffee? I have
1: not. I have not. He's on his best
0: behavior that. around you, I guess.
1: He must be like he's very, he's very polite. He's very friendly. He's uh, just very endearing. He's such a he's a sweet kid.
0: So um, we've obviously seen Kirby Doc added to that line. Um, yep. I, I'll throw it to either or but it's been fun to watch. Why do you think Kirby Doc has complimented uh, uh, Cole and Nick so well?
1: Maybe Lori, you want to, you want to take that one?
2: (laughs) I think, I think that he doesn't have to be the guy on that line. Uh, They need someone, you know, they've been looking for someone to uh, to compliment them. And I think he's been comfortable to come in and, uh, you know, and understand them and play, play how they play. And I think that's been good for him uh, with, you know, with the spotlight that he experienced in, in Chicago. And, you know, they weren't having a whole lot of fun there last year and stuff. And uh, I think it's really good for doc. I, you know, everyone's talking about, you know, whether he should be playing two C and so on. And and there's time for that.
0: He's getting points, right? That's the whole.
2: he's, He's getting points. And, and if man, if some of their confidence and fun, uh, can rub off on on Kirby Doc and let him experience that for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, have at it. There's no rush to to move him anywhere but there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and of course, you know his you know he's a big body, strong defensive awareness. There's a good. There's a natural hockey fit there as well. But I think a lot of what's happening this year for the Habs is about is about personality. You know, like forming an identity as a team. Um, and and I think that that's that's a really important piece for this is is uh, making Doc comfortable and, and giving him a chance to have fun and be successful and growing confidence with those guys. I think it's fantastic.
0: We have a question here, Amanda, and uh, it's going to be... Again, we're going back. We've talked about this before, but Ryan is is the Joker. You know, he's the Loki in the group here, and and, and Nick is the Thor. Uh, uh, and it's funny. We we're talking about big bodies and whatnot. I I think we need to point out Nick Suzuki is the Canadian's Iron Man right now. I don't has he. I don't think he's missed a single playoff or regular season game since he started in the NHL. Right, Amanda? That's correct. Wow, not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah. Now, uh, Claire, who's always in our chats, big fan of Claire, asks Miss Suzuki. Oh, she's being very nice and polite. Do you very think polite. do you think uh Cole reminds Nick of Ryan, like the little pesky brother? Is there that kind of big brother small brother relationship?
1: Oh, well, it could be, but I think uh Cole's got a come uh Cole's a little bit more uh energetic than I would say Ryan is. Ryan is just like the suave, cool little brother, you okay. know, taller than Nick bit so he takes the height in the family but um no but really nick and ryan have a great brother brotherly relationship oh, and that's amazing they look you know ryan looks up to nick and nick looks out for ryan and they talk you know once in a while during the week and keep in touch so that's really nice but i think cole is a little bit more he's more like an energizer bunny kind of guy
0: that's what even brendan gallagher told me he's like that guy doesn't stop he has so much energy and when brendan gallagher says that i think yeah. yeah you have to but they were always like that the him looking out for ryan if i remember correctly he told me that was essentially how it was their whole lives right nick has always looked out for ryan as as the big brother when things go wrong or when there's advice he's always been there for him right always
1: yeah but that's brothers right and ryan's been there for him and yeah. vice versa so but Ryan would always, yeah, Ryan would poke the bear a little bit. And sometimes Nick would let it go. And then sometimes Nick would say enough is enough and have at it.
0: Yeah, and, and, and put him in his place. Yeah, fair enough. Yes. That's, I mean, that's. And the... a few
1: stitches later, you know, that's OK.
0: <laughs> oh, 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 where, 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 where were the stitches? I need to know this. Ryan,
1: I think Ryan, Ryan got some stitches in the forehead after a body checked into the wall.
0: By Nick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Like, but yep, you weren't
1: after a, after a loss of mini sticks or something like that
0: but so. it wasn't uh, it didn't uh, okay so no hospital or hospital
1: well you had to go get stitches stitches
0: <laughs> okay so so we're talking about an actual like flesh wound by Nick hey that's a that's a pretty harsh lesson right
1: well they were just little you know flesh is really easily um, injured when they're little but <laughs> you know these things
2: happen you know so it sounds sounds really normal amanda you know what it's pretty normal i grew up
0: with brothers and 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 it's uh and that's that was pretty normal i remember i got mad at my brother because i smashed a hockey stick on his head and then he broke it and i was like i couldn't believe that he broke my stick so i (laughs) would i was the younger brother i'm gonna i'm gonna put it out there um speaking of this and amanda i don't want to get too sappy but when you think back at let's say for example we know nick had some issues growing up with his ears he had that surgery as a kid you had you spent a lot of time in the hospital with ryan as well what's it like now to kind of see obviously ryan's with uh, he's with the wolves right now if i remember correctly right yeah Yeah, and nick in the nhl so both your sons are doing great what's it like to kind of look back now and, and and think like geez man like I I think I did, do you think sometimes we did a good job and you kind of just hug Rob or what's your uh do you ever look back at, at the whole journey
1: we just sit there sometimes and go I just can't believe our kid is in the NHL right you know just like <laughs> and I like we just look at each other and go how the heck did that happen but you know you know, we've gave, we gave them every opportunity and this was their passion, their joy. They wanted to do it. It wasn't an effort. Mm-hmm. Sure, it was an effort for us to you know take the time off work and drive here, there and everywhere. but you know the the fun we had meeting all these people across you know the hockey community, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I can't ever thank them enough for letting us be part of their journey to where they are.
0: Well, I think we can thank you because I'm going to tell you a little anecdote here. When I first started working for the Canadians, or might have been a little bit, maybe about a year in, um, I was feeling a little homesick. And uh, I'm from Ottawa, so uh, which is obviously in Ontario, and uh, Amanda is in Ontario as well. And I don't know how it came up, Amanda, I completely forget, but we started talking about Miss Vicky's chips and yeah. hell of a good dip. So we, we, we...
1: Oh, it's because I ate those at every um, playoff game. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. That was your snack of choice. Okay. That
1: was our snack at, during the second period.
0: Yeah. For those that don't know, um, Amanda gets together with all the girls and you watch, like, they, they have a lot of, it looks like they have a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. We yeah. Do. So I mentioned how much I loved the hell of a good dip. That's what it's called. And uh, hell re- of a dip or hell yeah. of a dip. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. I, it reminded me of my mother too, because she'd always get that. And I just mentioned that in passing to Amanda. Then a day later, she's in Montreal with obviously there to see Nick, but um, with a big bag of Miss Vicky's with some dip. And she brought it out to me in the rain. It was pouring rain. We're talking about
1: pouring <laughs> rain.
0: <laughs> and I I, I I felt bad, but I was like, I want those chips. And and Amanda, honestly, uh, that that was one of the nicest things anyone has done for me. And I, and, and I know you were like, it's not a big deal, but it kind of, you know, reminded me of home a little bit and I was like wow this is kind of what my mom would do so I, I think I get an idea of what and again pouring rain like it was nails nails were falling she met yeah. me outside the bell center right in front of the job was there Guy Lafleur, and mama Suzuki giving me chips and dip so uh, I think we know not
1: the healthiest of choices I had it for supper that
0: night I'm yeah. not gonna lie to you yeah. I, I I literally yeah and then the next time you brought some up for uh Safia my producer so we know yeah, I did. we know where yeah. Nick gets his uh, his altruism from uh, no, but seriously, because I've been thinking about it and I'm I know every time he wa- I've done some charity stuff with him and and it took him a little while to get in the groove of it, but he wants to do that. He wants to be, you know nice to these people. and I think that's such an important aspect of being the Canadian's captain is knowing your responsibility off the ice. And I think he's so good at it because of how you raised him in in my opinion. Thank you. <laughs> and Rob gets a little bit of credit, right?
1: Just a little bit. <laughs> no, he's, he, 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 Nicholas gets it from both of us. You yeah. know, we're very, we've, we've taught them that we've been generous with, you know, family, friends. Mm-hmm. You know, that's generosity. It's like you give and you get back. You know, the more you give, the more you get back. And, and it's not about, you know, the thank yous and all that. It's just, it's just, it's a good thing to do. You know, it's nice things to do for nice people.
0: Yeah, be good. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. a to treat people the way you want to be treated. And, and, and again, mm-hmm. I've dealt with a lot of hockey players. Not all of them are very nice. Nick has always been incredibly nice. Like just incredibly nice. Now, I want to go back to that trade. And we're going to get into that. This is going by so fast. Um, but I want to talk about that trade because that was pretty intense for Nick right off the bat, but I'm gonna ask you, Lori. I will admit, I was saying the Canadians need to get Cody Glass from from the King from the Knights. I was saying, no, no, I don't know about this this Suzuki kid. I I don't know. What would I might have been wrong about that, uh, and I'm sorry, Amanda. Um, what was your? I did not
1: know that. Yeah, I, I
0: honestly I'm like, geez, why are they getting this Suzuki kid? He's okay. He was okay in the playoffs, but we need a big guy. Yeah, um, it was one of the many times I've been wrong. But Laurie, what was your take on the trade at that time? I also said they'll never replace Max Petretti, and they literally replaced the captain. So I think I might have got that trade wrong. What was your reaction initially? I I,
2: I think you got it really wrong, as it turns out. But (laughs) but I think most people did at the time. I I, I think that, uh, you know, at the time, the thing that I was feeling most, if I'm honest, was that I was surprised that that... With the drama that followed that trade all summer, mm-hmm. that was a painful summer. <laughs> I like just waiting for that that shoe to drop, and all the rumors around. You remember the rumors of the draft and so on. And, yep. uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was just like at the time, I didn't have strong feelings about Suzuki versus Glass. I did. I was just, you know, I looked at the deal and went, got a center back, got a pick, got a salary dump. Yeah, this. You weren't, and weren't as emotional really as useful. I
0: was. That. That. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, to be honest, I was just really surprised <laughs> that the deal went so well. Where it went because it had been so public and yeah, it dragged on so long and all that drama around it. Uh, but I didn't imagine for a minute that uh, that we'd be that that we had gotten the onesie of that deal. That's
0: well, and I think we actually have to thank Max Petretti for all this happening because yes. originally um, it would have uh, been. LA and Nick Suzuki would have never made it to Montreal. So we have to thank the, uh, the old captain there. What was the reaction for Nick? Cause Amanda, he's young at this point. He's what he's 18, you he know,
1: 18, yeah.
0: baby face. Like, you know, uh, he's just out of, or he's probably going back to the, like, how did he react to the draft and then getting traded to a hockey crazed market? That must've been a lot for him to handle.
1: I think it, it took him completely by surprise. That was not what he was expecting. Um, you know, you get off. I think he was playing again. A, you know, a rookie game against San Jose. I think at the time, mm-hmm. and he had just come off the ice. It wasn't his best game. I and then he gets called into the GM's office, and he he knew that's typically is not a good thing. So the rookie too. You,
0: wow, that's yeah. Wow.
1: And then I think you know. He just said, uh, yeah, you just got traded to Montreal, you know, pack up your stuff and get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. See you later. And then, um, yeah. So I think he was obviously taken back. Like you don't know, I'm sure the emotions were going, he was upset, sad, you know, frustrated, mad. No, I don't know. Why am I getting traded? What did I do wrong? Mm -hmm. you know you always go inward and you go what did I do wrong to deserve this type of thing and then like my husband Rob found out on Twitter um and that Nick had been traded and we were all just like what is going on and so we knew when Nick showed up um to meet us at the hotel and so we all just Thank God we were there. That's all I have to say. That's big to have the family
0: support because he would have been so lost without mom there. And then
1: his agent, Dave Gagne was there as well. So we all kind of circled around him and became his, you know, support system for that couple of hours. And then Ryan McGill, who was um, the um, assistant coach at Vegas at the time who used to be Nick's coach in Owen Sound, came over. He personally came over, sat down with us, had a nice chat with Nick, told him, you know, like, this is just part of, you know, the organization. This is what happens. You're an asset. Mm. It's part of the business, all that kind of stuff. So it was so nice to have Ryan Gill come and talk to us. Um, uh, Somebody from the Vegas Golden Knights walked him over back to us to make sure he was okay you know that personal connection was important it was really really appreciated by us as his parents that somebody from their organization you know took the time to bring him over yeah. and made sure he was okay and you know but left you must him have as
0: a mom were you not kind of hey how dare you tears. trade my son okay yeah
1: I was like I was Crying, I was like so upset yeah, for him because yeah. my heart broke for him because uh you know he was so excited to be drafted to the Golden Knights. Like, it's a
0: new franchise. It's, it's you know he he could,
1: franchise. He could become he saw, like a franchise you know?
0: player. Oh yeah, yeah. Under the big lights of Vegas, like, yeah.
1: You know, the second pick of the Golden Knights in the first round that year, and mm-hmm. he just—I think he had so many, you know, great ideas that he wanted to stay there and his, his Vegas world just got flipped exciting. upside down yeah yeah but you know in hindsight ah, it worked out pretty. it kind of worked <laughs> out
0: yeah do you want to know how bad i got that draft year i was in a keeper league so a fantasy league that goes from it's been going for 15 years i had the option to pick your son and again like i i traded down to go get cody glass so i'm just gonna say here I'm probably not the the greatest hockey mind. I'm going to be perfectly honest about it. Um, Lori, let's talk shooting percentage. Nick Suzuki has a very, very high shooting percentage right now. Are you worried about that? Don't forget, we got Amanda right here, so we're just going to throw it right back at you. you...
2: I would be worried about that if Nick Suzuki was a one-trick pony. Uh, But he's not. And and when the when the shooting percentage comes back to mean, mm-hmm. uh, he'll still be he'll still be doing all the other things that he does. Um, I'm, I'm not I'm not you know, I, I don't worry about a, a player of that. You know, when one thing goes off the rails with a player of that caliber, mm-hmm. the other stuff always fills in the blanks and, and it comes around again. It, it you know, it is what it is. And you. You you live on the run while you have it yeah. and enjoy enjoy it while it lasts. And then you go back to being same guy you've always been when when, you know, when the puck luck gets a little less present for you. But I'm, I'm not worried that I, I. I suspect that he's probably always going
0: going to be a little bit above average in his yep. shooting percentage because he's slightly above <laughs> average as a player. Let's let's admit it. I mean, but, you know, you know, he's
2: he's I'm he has the most five
0: on five points in the entire league, so he's okay.
2: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too worried about that being a big issue for him. But he's, you know, I think that you know Nick is the kind of player that can go ten games and not score mm-hmm. and still be a very effective player in those ten games.
0: Absolutely. Uh, defensively, he he's so he's else. elite defensively too. Let's be perfectly honest.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And his passing is next level and he's just so smart. Uh, that was kind of a question that I had for Amanda was, you know, like, you know, is it, was he a kid that was just really bright academically and it was obvious that that would, uh, you know, that would be a feature of who he became as a player because it's obvious that he's just really smart out there on the ice, but also as the, the insight and the smarts to know to know what kind of market at montreal is to know how important the media is how important the fans are Mm -hmm. how that all contributes to what it means to be not just a captain but even a player in montreal that you know if you're going to come you've got to embrace all that it is and Mm -hmm. and i think it's the smarts that gets him there but maybe maybe you have some thoughts about that amanda
1: oh he's he was always smart like you like obviously he gets that from his dad he was very good don't sell
0: yourself short amanda do not sell <laughs> yourself short
1: <laughs> he's uh no he was always math and science were like his um tops you know top courses that he excelled in specifically math he was really really good oh yeah he was uh in grade school he was in a split class okay so he was the younger of the split classes so he was always doing math at the higher Higher grade and he would always end up finishing work and his teacher always knew that when nick would finish first and so he always had extra extra stuff for nick to work on while the rest of the class caught up so so he's just been excellent at
0: everything all the time that's just
1: yeah (laughs) not all he's not excellent at languages so we're still working
0: on the French. Son français, so- yeah. Because hey, can we talk about that a little bit? Listen, <laughs> I, we texted, right? We, we, we I sent you. We, we were talking about that, and you know me, Amanda. I, I je suis francophone. I'm a very, very yeah. proud francophone. However, I was kind of thinking, would it happen in any other place in the world where this 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 guy said, "I will learn French," and people are like, "Yeah, darn straight, you will." It's like, yeah, he just said he will, and then it became yeah. political. There was obviously a an election on the way, but. I think he handled all that quite, quite well. Uh, just yeah. in terms of that's, the, that's such a grenade to throw, especially when you understand the politics. The language is very important in Quebec. And again, I will repeat, I, I'm a proud francophone, but that must you must have been kind of nervous there seeing your son go through that whole... We're, we're talking about politicians here on their campaign trail saying he must learn French and all that fun stuff. So how is that as a mom to see your son come under fire for for absolutely no reason?
1: Yeah, I'm just, you know, I'll keep my opinion to myself on that front.
0: See, see, that's why you're the smart one, because yes, you should. (laughs) I
1: still think that it's he knows it's important. He does, yes. To learn the language, and he, if he says he's going to do it, he he will do it. Mm. And so he knows that. I mean, a little will go a long way. Yeah. So he just needs to kind of keep building on it every year and until he can, you know, excel in it. So I just think that he knows that it's important to a lot of the, fr- lot of the fans mm-hmm. and, you know, the media as well. And, the, you know, the whole organization um, is supporting him on that. So, you know, so if he says he's going to learn it, he's going to learn it.
0: I, I've learned to not bet against Nick. I, like he he yeah, seems to yeah. be somewhat successful at what he does. But now I will say this, learning French as an adult is very difficult um yeah uh, and I'm very lucky that I obviously you know I always joke the best way to learn French is be born in a French family you know that's that's like that's that's pretty (laughs) much the best way but uh uh, we'll give him some time to do that because he's kind of busy uh being one of the best players in the NHL at the same time so that's yeah uh, I think
1: he needs to focus on that primarily first and foremost is his job (laughs) as being a hockey player for and sure. then, yeah. uh, you know, he can work on his language skills in the background.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And he's got that intelligence. But you're saying his languages weren't that good. So he's going to have to get better. Uh, you know, was it well, w- he,
1: was it he English did, or
0: what did he it, struggle with at school?
1: Um, I would just not English specifically. Um, but uh, it just wasn't his passion. The art side of the courses, you know, creative, yeah. school was not his forte, but he's very good artistically as mm-hmm. well. Um, He loved playing music and- Well, we
0: have a question in the chat about that. Did he, did they play instruments, uh, Ryan and uh, Nick?
1: So they went to the Waldorf School uh, here in London, which is an independent school. And they were very, um, uh, they incorporated art, like drawing and music into the curriculum. So they all, they had to play violin from a young age. So I think in grade one, they started playing the violin and uh, yeah, they, so Nick played the violin and I think he and Ryan just picked up the guitar, like Ryan started it later in life. And I think Nick is getting interested in it now, but they did both play the violin.
0: Okay. If I bring him a violin right now, I bring him my, my my that I'm keeping in mind, he'll be able to play it or?
1: He might. He might remember going back to, yeah, it was grade school though. You know, grade three, four, five, somewhere in
2: there. So you heard it here. How fun was the learning, Amanda? Pardon me? How fun was the learning? Yeah, for for the, the, no,
0: but for the parents. Oof.
1: Oh, well, they didn't, well, they brought the violins home. So it was like squeaky. It was like, (laughs) and yeah, so, but, you know. I enjoyed it. It was like his grandma loved it because mm-hmm. she's she was a piano teacher. She did teach them both piano. I forgot about grandma. Grandma Marlene Suzuki uh, taught them all the grandchildren piano.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and she made it fun. She like, she would bring them over and they would have a little piano lesson. Uh, adorable. And then they would have dinner together. And so it was their, their time together, her the special time with each of the grandchildren.
0: And uh, listen, I don't want to get too personal. If ever there's a subject, you don't have to answer it. But Nick had a pretty strong bond with his grandfather as well, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Art has been number one supporter of Nick since he was little. And, you know, I told you that, you know, Nick got sick quite a bit yeah. when yeah. he was a baby. And um, with me working and everything, I couldn't take as much time off. And Art had just retired from 3M. And uh, he was at home and Art, you know, always volunteered to take Nick and that's, you know, they did a lot of stuff together when he was a little guy.
0: Yeah, because it's funny, we talk about how great of a person he's become off the ice, but I think it's quite clear yeah. that, that the fostering yeah. at home, and for those that don't know, um, Robin and Amanda sacrificed a lot, sent Nick to, it wasn't a cheap school, but it was a you know a pretty intense school that really focused on, on maybe not just the regular curriculum. We're talking about arts and all that. So uh, that was quite a sacrifice as well. Now, we're going to jump to the, the last, I think we're almost done there. I think we're almost done here. Um Oh, apparently I'm sending texts to Andrew. Yeah, my phone is old as well. Okay, don't if you're an NDG, don't get ru- don't get Bell ever. I'm gonna say this right now. Bell is terrible. But we're gonna open up the uh, the Q and A for some questions as we wait for that. Lori, did you have any questions from for Madame Suzuki? Uh, hmm. And I'm gonna go find someone here because there's a lot of uh, yeah. As Robert says, Nick Suzuki being able to play the violin like wh- that should have been surprising, but it's not surprising at all. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's it, it's it sounds like he's uh, got a lot going on, but uh, I guess I guess a question that's kind of uh, you know more of a sentimental kind of question. But when did you first know that he was going to be exceptional? Because he's he's really quite exceptional, and I think I think any anybody who signs an NHL contract is an exceptional kid. I mean, let's yeah. let's be honest. That that level in in reaching that level of professional hockey is is exceptional, but. Nick's as if he is exceptional. And when did you first know that that's who he was?
1: Well, you're talking to a non-hockey person. I didn't grow up watching the game. I knew nothing about hockey. Um, Rob was the sporty guy. He did every sport imaginable. Mm. And when the boys showed any kind of interest in a sport, we went all in, you know, soccer, hockey, lacrosse, golf, whatever it was, and, you know, I would just go along and Nick would be like, shoot a goal or Ryan was getting goals. And, you know, I just was like the happy-go-lucky hockey mom going there to support <laughs> your kid and saying, great job, great job. And, and but I think it, it was really um, leading up to the OHL uh, draft. Because, again, I didn't understand about the OHL and the draft and this and that, the agents and this and that. It's when I think, you know, Dave Gagne. Dave Gagne,
0: yeah, wow, yeah, he, Dave c- yeah,
1: Gagne came to meet with us, and he's been
0: great for your family. Let's let's, he's been just oh, an amazing like, person for your family, yeah.
1: If there's ever an agent you want, it's Dave Gagne, and I, you know, we spent some time with him and his wife in in March when we were down in Florida, and I I was golfing with Joanne, and I'm like. I just have to tell you how wonderful Dave is. I just want you to know that he's part of our family. You are part of our family. Dave has just been amazing to my both of my boys. And I, I can't thank, I don't know how to thank him enough for mm-hmm. taking a chance on him and both my boys too. Yeah, and, and it's a,
0: such a level of trust that you're essentially handing not all of yeah. it but you you you're really giving him But a... he's
1: like a he's just somebody that the boys can go to for advice.
0: Okay. I mean,
1: I'm sure that both of us would you know, not me maybe, but Rob <laughs> would probably give the boys some really good hockey advice, but yeah. I think hearing it from a non, you know, non-parent mm-hmm. but uh, you know, Dave has been so good with them and calm and, you know, helps them out and whatever they need, he's able to, you know, Figure it out for them and.
0: And and, and speaking of Rob, he's in the chat right now. So, um, do we have video of this? Because he says that Nick can play the hockey night in Canada theme on the piano.
1: Oh, he can. Yeah, he can.
0: Okay, I'm gonna beg you to to video it next time because we need to see this. Like, there's, it's fun to see him score goals, but I think that's a little more important in the whole hierarchy of what we need to see. So, I
2: think that's
1: the only thing he remembers to play on the piano. So I yeah, you know taught what? how to do it. Yeah. I,
0: I, I played, I was in concertoires. I played with like the, uh, inter- anyways, and all I can remember is O Canada. That's the only thing I can remember from uh, 12 years of, of playing piano. All right, we're running really long here. And, and it's just because I, I I just noticed that we've been going for 50 minutes. 45 of them, you could see Laurie and Amanda, but at first, obviously I had them blacked out. Um, Amanda, how has it been to have all these Habs fans interact with you. They've almost fallen in love with you and and Rob as much as Nick. It must be pretty kind of weird, kind of cool, kind of intense. How has it been like interacting with all these Habs fans?
1: I love it. I love it. I know I'm not, I know I'm not Nick and I'm not the, you know, the NHL hockey star, but I, I will talk and, and talk to anybody about Nick and, you know, (laughs) I was on the train last weekend and uh, going up to Montreal. And I think I would, I saw this little boy get on the train and he's all in there, his hockey Canada stuff. So you knew he was going to the game or something. So I just strike up a conversation and he would, he happened to be a Pittsburgh penguin fan. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I won't hold that against you, but I'm a Habs (laughs) fan. And you know, I ended up saying I was Nick's mom and, and he was just like floored and, and then word got around the train that Nick Suzuki's mom was on the train and (laughs) people came up to me and like, you need to come talk to these people. They're come from, they're from Calgary. And I'm like, okay, I'll go down and talk to them. So, you know, it's like, but you know, I'm just, I'm just Amanda. I'm not anybody famous or anything like that, but and then I ran into, um, I think Patricia, I think she goes by Suzuki Pizza. Oh, yes, yes, parents. yes.
0: She's one of the biggest, not just hockey yeah, fans, but Suzuki Nick fan. And yeah yeah, fan. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I know yeah. she is. I know she is. Yeah. And she's, I was she's in probably the in the chat right
0: now there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I'll say hi. Um, I met her at the store and she's got the bright pink hair. And yeah. I'm like, I think that's her. But I wasn't sure. And then I just said to her, Are you on Twitter? are you, are you Patricia? And she goes, yes. And I'm like, I'm Amanda Suzuki. I'm Nick's mom. And cause we fought, you know, I follow her or she follows me or whatever. And we, you know, I like her posts. So I love the interaction. Yeah. So okay. all the more, you know, all the merrier. I love doing these podcasts. I feel like some stuff I share repeatedly others. You learn a little bit new from me every time, mm-hmm. but I, I do enjoy
0: it. I learned a lot. Is there anything you can share with us that you haven't told everyone yet? Because uh, this is the time we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna blow the roof off of. Uh, oh, I'm sure
1: there's tons, but somebody's got to ask it. So, like,
0: what I, what what, what was the most embarrassing thing Nick's ever done on the ice?
1: Oh, I Rob would probably be able to tell you better than I did. I would. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember.
0: When he was younger, would he would he when he had a bad game? Would he cry about it? Or would he? Because a lot every NHLer I've talked to and their parents are like, "Oh boy, they cried about it all the time."
1: No, never. The Always been stoic. Time, yeah, the only time he was ever upset was when one of his coaches tore Stripo off of them before.
0: Oh, I remember that he
1: felt uh, he wasn't paying attention to his his communication, mm-hmm. and he called Nick out on it. And how and, old was Nick again? Um, he might have been. I don't know 1213.
0: And he called him out in front of the entire room if I remember correctly. Yeah,
1: and entire yeah, and he was I think he was embarrassed and and that really it hit him to the heart mm-hmm. because he was an assistant captain at the time. And the coach said I you know, you don't deserve the A or something, something to that effect. I wasn't in the room. Well, but, that so. coach
0: was an A, but um <laughs> the, the, looking back on that his reaction amanda i mean he took it rough and i remember you told me he cried when he came home and he wanted to to be with mom because the rule is we're 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 all mama's boys there that's what we are but Mm -hmm. stuff like that kind of forged him into into the kind of leader that he is now right he at a young age he was already mature than many of his coaches
1: yeah well you know we may you know i said you're gonna have to call the coach and apologize I said this is a lesson, this is a hard lesson. I don't really think you need to apologize. But these, the you know, politics. this is an this is the politics and this is an adult lesson hmm. that you know sometimes we have to say apologize when we don't really wanna say sorry, but we have to anyway. But yeah. Yeah. and so it was the hardest thing. I had I'm crying while he's on the phone crying to, <sighs> you know, leaving a message and my heart is breaking. Cause all I wanted to do was tear a strip off the coach.
0: Right? That's what I, I was, when you were telling me the story originally, I was worried for this guy's health. I'm like, okay. So he ended up in the hospital. Cause when, when mama Eagles talons come out, that's, that's the, 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 <laughs> the, the scariest thing, uh, the scariest thing possible. But this is a really good, uh, 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 you know, the moral of the story here is that uh, first of all, the kids have to have fun when they're playing hockey. And if you try to act like a big shot, the kid that you tore a strip off of might become one of the most yeah. successful NHL players of all time. And you're probably, probably feeling pretty sheepish about it right now. Yeah, wonder, so uh
2: I wonder where that coach was on the day of the hats golf tournament this year. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I like. I wonder if he watches it and he's like, Yeah, you know what? He still he still wasn't great on the penalty kill when he was 12. No, like, oh.
1: After after they spoke, it was like a it was nothing like when Nick and the coach actually spoke, it was yeah. like Hey buddy, how's it going? You know, it was like nothing ever happened.
0: Jeez, that but is it,
1: I think it was just it was just a moment in the in the room, and you know, you know, it's just one of these things that happened, and I it was a life lesson for him, and maybe it's made him thicker skin and how he can let things roll off his back.
0: Yeah, and that's so, obviously a, a pretty good skill to have. All right, I've kept both of you. Um, and Lori, I have a million more questions because I have to write some analysis and you're a lot smarter than me when it comes down to analyzing hockey and you're able to take your emotions out of it. So I'm going to get back to you on that. Patricia is in the chat. So we're, we're saying hi to Patricia. You are well known in the Suzuki household. Um, Lori, again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, uh-huh. For those that don't, follow you? Where can they find you? And I mean, we might go back to Twitter if it exists, but for now, where can they uh, find you, Laurie?
2: If Twitter is still working, uh, I'm Laurie Tan Habs, Laurie Bennett. Uh, you can find my stuff at hab.ca. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also write for an East Coast publication, wreckhousepress.com. Uh,
0: Perfect. And great analysis. Also, I, I'm the worst at these. I was supposed to tell you all to like, subscribe and like and all that. So <laughs> I, I'm really bad at this promotional stuff. Like Amanda's done this with me with the Habs so many times that, and I'm always like, I usually have a producer that, you know, you know, Safia, the smart one, um, yep. you know, and I, I I guess I'm the pretty one. <laughs> That's some bad casting right there, but um, please like, and subscribe and we're going to be coming back with a lot more awesome guests. Like I say, Kat Toffoli will be joining us after the flames game and Kat is amazing. Did you, did you, you got to know Kat a little bit, right? Oh
1: Yeah. Yeah. I got Great. to know Foley's mom and dad and oh. uh, and Kat. Um, I talked to her a few times. She's sweet and adorable.
0: One of the and, nicest people. Uh, yeah.
1: Because
0: that mm-hmm. playoff run was was really fun. it like was for,
1: amazing. Like it was some Tyler, of the most fun I've ever had in my life. I love Tyler with Nick. No, yeah. Just yeah. loved watching them play together.
0: I could reminisce amazing. for hours because it was so different. There was the pandemic, there was closed games, but it was yes. it was the most fun i think that right there kind of showed nick like this is what you could do in this city and this is how you know when things go right obviously uh there's no better place in the world amanda thank you so much and 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 i I really do mean it when i say that i i appreciate everything you've done for us you're so nice on twitter you've helped us out so many times um Mm -hmm. when i had uh when i had uh when i with the canadians when we split Amanda was right there sending me messages just of support. So it just goes to show you, like, it's not in front of the camera. She is a very good person. And, and now we kind of have a better idea why Nick has become such a great young man. And they can find you on Twitter, right, Amanda?
1: That's right. You can find me at Amanda Zooks.
0: There you go. Amanda Zooks. And her favorite, uh, what, what is it? Her your uh, favorite hockey players are your sons, right?
1: That My two favorite hockey players call me mom. <laughs>
0: I love that. I love that. That is the best possible line. Thank you so much, Laurie. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thanks to everyone in the chat, Patricia, everyone and everyone. There's too many people to name, Claire, Sarah, all of you. We'll be back next time with Game Over after the next Munch All Canadians game. But that is it for now. We had an hour with Laurie and Amanda. A lot of fun. I could keep going, but uh, my, my paychecks are gonna run out. I gotta pay them big money to be on here. So uh, we're we're running out of funds there. Once again, thank you so much, Lori. Thank you so much, Amanda.
1: Thanks. Thank for you us. for having me.
0: Bye everybody, bye. Bye. Game over powered by sports interaction, Canada Sportsbook.